welcome back to Ask a Pastor. I'm Rayshawn Graves, a pastor in Richmond, Virginia. And today I want to try to answer the question, why should I pray in difficult times? Well, you might notice this, but whenever something bad happens from natural disasters to national tragedies, or if you or someone you know has ever gone through some kind of personal suffering in their lives, probably one of the most popular things that gets said is some rendition of the phrase, I'm praying for you. Now, you've heard this before, right? Thoughts and prayers. My heart goes out to you. I'm thinking of you. Don't get me wrong. These words and expressions can can really be supportive and meaningful at times. Sometimes people say these things to express that they care about someone uh, and they've really been on their heart. But recently, the, the phrase thoughts and prayers has often been interpreted to mean just the opposite. Sentiment without action, slacktivism or the cliche thing to say when you've got nothing else to say. There's this running joke on the Internet that says when some people say, I'm a pray for you, then that's the prayer. So what is prayer? Is it distinct from action? Does it actually do anything? And why should we pray during difficult times? Well, prayer, as it's always been, is a spiritual practice. Praying is something that all kinds of people do these days, even people who wouldn't associate themselves with any organized religion or belief system. And people pray for many different reasons. People pray to themselves or to the universe. They pray to God. People pray in order to see things manifest in their lives or people pray to do something when they don't feel in control of the circumstances. But when followers of Jesus pray, as Jesus commands us to, our praying comes from a different place than simply well-intentioned, well-wishing for someone or using our words as a kind of force to obtain things that we want or need for ourselves. And our prayers aren't just directed to the universe or just put out there for good measure. They're directed to someone greater than us. The Bible has a lot to say about prayer, and Jesus has a lot to say about prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, when you pray, meaning that he's assuming prayer as something that happens regularly for people who follow God. And in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, just after telling his disciples that if they believe and trust in God, then they can speak to a mountain and watch it be thrown into the ocean. Jesus connects that speaking to prayer. And so that's what prayer is. Ultimately, it's the language of faith. If faith is like breathing in the love, grace, truth and goodness of God revealed in the good news about Jesus, then prayer is breathing out or exhaling words of confident dependence and trust in the one in whom we believe. Prayer is an expression of full dependence on God, which is why Jesus all throughout the Gospels encourages and even commands his followers to pray. But more than that, to pray in his name, meaning with him as our representative before God, as our friend. And in praying, we can ask God for whatever it is that we need with full assurance that he will do it. Now, this isn't about compiling a wish list as much as it's about having confidence and assurance in who we're praying to. Because of Jesus, everyone who believes him can can through prayer throw ourselves completely on God for whatever it is that we need. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... 
Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So what does all this look like for us during difficult times? Well, we won't always feel like praying, especially in hard times. And the thing about prayer is that it's not as much a permission slip for God to act as it is an expression of hope and trust in God. We don't have to feel like if we don't pray, then God isn't acting on our behalf. Jesus says that God knows what we need even before we ask. And so the encouragement for us is to go to God because he knows what we're dealing with and he cares for us. The fact that the sovereign and all-powerful, loving God knows what we need and is able to do something about it, that should draw us to go to him in prayer. And so when we look at prayer and believe that it's up to our words or that they have to be formulaic or repetitive or dynamic, then we're really not depending on God through prayer. We're actually depending on prayer. And so in difficult times, we should pray because in praying, we're acknowledging that we're not in control. If we're honest, this runs contrary to our default setting because we want to be in control of the outcomes and we want to do whatever's necessary to achieve the outcomes that we think will bring either wholeness or healing or success for ourselves or others. And it's not bad to want these things or pray for these things in our lives. But prayer and praying to God is is so counter to the way that we're wired because in prayer, we're entrusting ourselves and the outcomes of our lives to a good God. More than anything, prayer aligns us to God and to his will. And in prayer, we're entrusting ourselves to God to do for us, but he's often doing something in us as well. There's probably no better picture of what this looks like than Jesus himself during one of his most, if not the most difficult moments of his life. On the night before his death, Jesus was experiencing a lot of sorrow and anxiety about what he was getting ready to go through at the cross. It wasn't just the injustice and the corruption from the wicked religious leaders and their structures. It wasn't just the physical violence and torture that he'd have to endure by the Romans and their methods of capital punishment. It was the prospect of bearing the penalty for the sin of the world, the penalty for sin that people like us deserved. Jesus willingly wanted to step in our place, but that didn't make facing the cross any easier. And so he was racked with anxiety and grief. And as the son of God, what did we see that he did? He prayed to his father. And most of us are generally familiar with the rest of what happened. He asked the father if there was another way where he wouldn't have to drink this cup. That was a real desire for Jesus in this moment, a desire to be removed from the difficulty. But we know ultimately that Jesus followed up by saying, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. There's so much more that we could say about this moment, but the big takeaway that I want to point to is that it was through prayer that Jesus was aligned to God and his will and his purposes, even over his own in that moment. And so although we could say, be like Jesus and pray in your difficulty or prayer was good enough for Jesus, so it should be good enough for us, that would be true. But the greater reality is that it was through and even because of Jesus's going to God in prayer 
praying in the midst of some really hard times that everyone who believes and trusts in Jesus can now fully entrust ourselves to God in the midst of our difficult times. And we can know that God hears us just like he hears Jesus and that God is fully committed to working for our good. And he's also working in us to align us ultimately to his purposes. I heard a preacher say this before, but in our difficult times, God might be doing 10 million things and we're only aware of two. And prayer is the reality that realigns us to the fact that God is doing so much more around us and in us than we could ever know for his glory and our joy. That's all I've got for us today. I want to encourage you to to continue to pray in difficult times. We'll see you next time. Ask a Pastor is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, could you take a minute and leave us a rating and review it in your podcast app? It really does help more listeners find the show. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and Stephen Sanders. Special thanks to Stephen McGarvey for his executive oversight. You can find more faith-affirming podcasts like this one by visiting lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.